Listening to the Cannabis Hangout. Two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while, while we, we break, break it all down. down. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout. Today's episode is a very special one because not only is it one of our guests' birthday today, but they're also people that I've known for a really long time and loved for quite a while. From being a doula to working side-by-side in the cannabis industry, they're a dynamic duo and we can't wait to hear more from them as they share their journey with cannabis, their passions with life, and everything in between. So guys, please welcome Bree and James to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey guys. Hi. Thanks for taking time out of your day to be here with us. And happy birthday, Brie. Thank you, Big 34. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad that you chose to be here this morning. Um, let's, before we dive into the juicy stuff, let's just start from the beginning. Will you guys please tell us like where your cannabis journeys like first began? Like when you first came in touch with like smoking for your first time, what that experience was like, how old you were. Man, uh, I was... <laughs> In high school, I was I was drinking before I actually even started smoking. Okay. And one of my closest cousins, he used to smoke. I'm like, man, you're going to be a smoker one day, but you're going to be on this weed. I'm like, no, nah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm breaking down, rolling up, stuff takes too long, whatever. I'm just pour up. But yeah. Yeah. Eventually, he got, I go to, go kick it with him, hang out in the garage a little bit, smoke, and be on my way home, driving slow as hell. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I call him, like, man, I'm high, feeling good. And after a while, I'm like, you know, I get by myself. I'm like, I want to smoke, but I don't know how to roll up. And then... You know, start rolling ugly ass blunts after a while. <laughs> yeah, like, getting it down. And, yeah, yeah. Start doing that more than more than drinking because drinking eventually got me in trouble when I had right. breathalyzers and DUIs stuff like that. So yes. I could still smoke while I was in that trouble. So yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Still hit the breathalyzer and, and pass the, the alcohol part and hit the, hit the blunt. So it was all yeah, good. yeah. Hey, so, yeah. codes. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Bree? Oh man, let me see. My big brother, he used to record his homies in his room. Uh, he had a studio in his room, and my mom would work late, so he'd have the smoke out. And for a while, I would go hang out in there, and they never let me hit it. He'd tell all his homeboys, don't, <laughs> don't pass that to my sister. I pass that to my sister. So one day, uh, one of his friends, I think he was in the bathroom boo-booing, like Devin the dude. And one of his friends gave me the blunt, and it was in the morning. It was in the morning at like 9 a.m. in the summertime before my junior year. I started blowing. I started smoking. I couldn't roll up either. I used to poke a hole in a can and, and bend it a little in the middle and like... Sketchy. Yeah, or like the uh, toilet paper roll with the foil. I've mm-hmm. never done that. Toilet paper roll. I've never heard that. Toilet mm-hmm. paper roll with foil. You young, boo. That's yeah. A, that's an OG trick. <laughs> but I eventually started uh, rolling up and being able to smoke. I used to smoke with my with my high school boyfriend a lot. Yeah. He, all, she looks over. All the homegirls. <laughs> <laughs> home I, uh, I was 17... 16, 17 when I started smoking. And I'd never been in trouble for it. 
And I used to ride around Edmonds smoking. smoking. I've been there, done that. Go through the neighborhood, <laughs> blow your pipe, figure out what neighborhood you're finna roll through. Right? <laughs> yeah, so many. So what's your relationship with cannabis like now that you guys are older, you guys have a family, you're more developed in yourselves as people, and what do you personally consume cannabis for? Uh, it's everyday medicine, uh, relaxing, uh, uh, anti-inflammatory, you know, all, all, the, all the medicinal all the things, things yeah. and all the you know social things as mm-hmm. far as you know dealing with stresses and dealing with people and being able to relax or being able to focus or whatever most people use it for as far as that, that goes, yeah. Are you like a as-you-wake smoker throughout yes. the day? throughout the whole day. I'm functional with it so I can wake up and smoke. I can be on the way to work and smoke, be at work and go to break and smoke, come back in and function just fine. Yeah, like, yeah. still be doing yeah. your thing just exactly. as you would. Yeah. yeah. Yep, me too. Now that I'm a mom, though, I feel like I have to defend cannabis and considering it's legal now, I'm a nerd, so I've read, you know, Cannabis Pharmacy, a book written by MDs. Um, I've talked to different cancer patients and doctors that prescribe cannabis for different things, especially lung cancer. I wanted to know why you're telling people to smoke cannabis when they have a lung cancer Mm -hmm. and why that's a positive. I learned all those things. Along with being a doula, knowing the facts and being able to spit facts at the judgy mom or the judgy grandma or I'm choking on, on cannabis while I'm eight months pregnant and, you know, uh, he's on the phone with his mom, like, why is she coughing? Well, let me tell you all the things that I'm benefiting from, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, for me as an adult, my relationship and is, is more of an educated one. Um, I smoke in the morning when I wake up. Uh, we smoke all the time. I smoke. I can smoke anybody under the table. Mm-hmm. I do it for anxiety. Mm-hmm. I do it for being anxious. I do it for childhood trauma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do it so that I don't blow shit up. I do it so that I can, <laughs> so I can giggle at things. Yeah, um, it keeps me level, so that all of the different uh, personalities in my head, mm-hmm. you know, in my mind, it's a conference table of different <laughs> versions of me. Yes. So there's me, Susie, Susie Homemaker. There's me, the thug. There's me from high school. There's me, the sweet, compassionate one. We're all at the table, and when someone speaks to me, everybody has a response, and cannabis allows me to be like. Don't say that, bitch. Sit down, bitch. Hold on. Okay, but okay, smile. Okay, now we're gonna put a little twist. Boom, there's my answer. Yeah. But without yeah. cannabis, I I move so fast. Yeah. I pretty I'm pretty sure I might have ADHD, man. Yeah. So like I would just blurt things out without thinking. So for me, it's better to be high before I take a test. Yeah. To be okay. high before I go meet someone new mm-hmm. or stand in front of a crowd, because if not, my mind's moving too fast. Too fast. So yeah. I, yeah. I need to be with slowed being, down. With it being legal now and mm-hmm. not having to worry about looking over your shoulder and all stuff like back in the day. Feels was, better. Yeah. I mean, it's more socially accepted as well. Mm-hmm. So more people know it's just, it's everywhere. It's dispensaries everywhere and we're in the, the hub of, right. yeah. you know, of mm-hmm. America now as far as cannabis and having dispensaries on every corner and stuff like that. I so I don't, I don't mind smelling like Crazy. it. I don't mind my eyes yeah. being red, whatever. Especially when you see me still handling Shit. my business and doing what I need to do. It's like, yeah, I'm high, but, you know. I'm uh, never-minded. Yeah. I'd be a high school Still where I need to be reeking. at the time I need to be there. So, hey, you know. Eyes yeah. red. Whatever, like, whatever yeah. little stereotypes you have about weed smokers, I'm breaking it because I'm still handling my business. So yeah. yeah, you're not bothered by it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not bothered by it at all. Yeah. Totally. So you guys, from a young <laughs> age, it sounds like it has, like, helped you medicinally in some way more than, like, just even in your adulthood. I feel like you've kind of connected oh, yeah. with it knowing that 
it helped you like chill or cope with things, you know, just like growing up or I mean, would you say so? I think growing up, I just did it to get blowed. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? It was yeah, better than sipping that lean. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the right. Growing into it. And we didn't yeah. have the same knowledge of, of what we were doing. So like right. you said, we read books about it. We watched documentaries about it. We learned about how it's more of a medicine mm -hmm. than a drug. It's not a drug. It's a medicine. It's a, you know, it's a food. So mm -hmm. it's like we use it it's in a that super manner. Food. You know, yeah. I learned about all of the medical things about it because I used it through pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And I, when I when I was pregnant with my now twelve year old, my mom, she I was I couldn't eat and mm -hmm. I wasn't keeping food down. I was nauseous. And my mom said, "You need to smoke a little joint." And I'm like, "What?" So I was a rule follower, and it was my first kid, and I was young. I read everything there was to know about studies in other countries about cannabis and pregnancy and cannabis in general. And my <laughs> mom says, "Well, I smoked with you and your brother and your sister," and I, I was mind blown. I was like, "What?" Well, I'm I'm cool, so. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and smoke. And so at that moment, I had to start learning all of the medical parts. Mm -hmm. But when I was a kid, no, 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 no. I was just yeah. getting high. I didn't learn that it was helping me in the ways that it was until I started having situations occur where I did better when I was stoned, like yeah. taking a test. Yeah, yeah. when you realized. Yeah. yeah. So parents like I did too. You gotta like getting older now. Yeah. Be like, hey, you saw me getting trouble for it back then, getting fired from jobs, getting yeah. pulled over by the police and sent to jail and stuff back then when I was doing it just mm -hmm. on some ignorant shit. But mm -hmm. now I know more about what I'm doing. I'm licensed to do it. Yeah. You know, I know how it's helping me. I know how to stay out of trouble now doing it. So it's like mm -hmm. they got a whole different respect for us being parents. Smoking weed and, yeah. and still handling our business. And the yeah. fact yeah. that we always smell like a bomb when we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So unapologetic exactly. about it. Exactly. Yeah. So being, you guys are patients also in the cannabis industry. I would say your patients before you work in the cannabis industry, because I myself consider that for me. What's something you guys look for when you go shopping in a dispensary, when you guys pick a dispensary? What's important to you, especially as people who are very educated on cannabis and you know the way that people can grow it the pesticides that can be put into it like what do you guys personally look for when you go into places uh i look for the the uh, bud tenders to to look like they they use the product of course yeah. you know i don't want you just working here and you don't even yeah. mess with it like that so of course i want that i want to want to feel like this is a fellow weed smoker in here selling mm -hmm. the product and i want to feel that vibe when i come in there and then yeah i mean I hit them with the question. When it comes to yeah. the actual product itself, though, now I have gotten a little sketchy about about just smoking it, anything. It, smoking anything, yeah. and if it's if it's got all this uh, soda pop flavors and all that crap yeah. to it, I'm like, nope. You probably stuck stuff on it. So yeah, I, if if I can tell, it's probably been sprayed or something uh -huh. like that. I'm not trying to You're mess out. with any. Yeah, I wanted to be as organic as possible, just like food I eat, so uh -huh. same I'm, thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm yeah. usually asking, I want to know, does that bud tender know about the terps and the cannabinoids? Because, you know, there's THCV, there's THCA, there's CBA, CBG, THA. There's a bunch. Everybody knows about CBD and THC and now Delta 8 and Delta 9 and some of those, but I want to know if you know about that caryophylline, that mm -hmm. limonene, that, mm -hmm. that um, you know, those. What makes the flower. What makes, what's going on with those yeah. those oils on it. Because some of those give other people anxiety. Like you said, you don't like that orange mm -hmm. in, the, in the sativas. And I like sativas. Mm -hmm. Other people smoke a sativa and have a bad experience. Yeah. So I like to know because basil, oregano, lavender, a lot of the other herbs that we use for seasoning have these same, uh, you know, 
terpenes that yeah. cannabis has. Yeah, know, know your product, know, the, know your patient, just like a doctor would or a nurse or anybody else. So ask the person what they're, you know, what they're looking for, what effects you're looking for. You're looking to sit down, relax, get off work. Yeah. You ever, be able to go to sleep tonight? Or are you yeah. looking to be able to smoke on your way to work and be up for the day, smoke on your break and still have energy? Like what you're what you looking for? What, yeah. You know, yeah. Or you're having any medical issues that you're dealing with that you're trying to trying to hit. You know, mm -hmm. have you, have you got inflammation or you're having dizziness, you have nausea, things like that. And then it goes back to, like she said, THCV, CBD and things like that that you can start looking for yeah. according to what you... Which will impact what effects you want. Mm -hmm. You guys are mindful consumers. I know. Like with what you Blitzed intake. Mindful so. consumers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what just I'm saying. Just think about though. like if you're shopping for vegetables or shopping yeah. for your food, mm -hmm. just think about it the same way when you go into the dispensary. Mm -hmm. what, yeah. what do I want? What am I looking for? What taste am I looking for? Yeah. And it's not just say sativa or indica when I walk in. You want a sativa or indica? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. like, mm. How about you ask me what effect I'm looking for? Right. right. And I think that's a good question to ask. What effect are you looking for versus just hitting the, are you wanting an indica or a sativa? And if you do want to like do go that route you can ask are you looking for something more daytime or nighttime versus exactly. indica or sativa yeah because you might be somebody who <laughs> sativa's effect as like a nighttime situation versus you know exactly. yeah for sure so what's your favorite memory with cannabis would you guys say like <laughs> something that sticks out clear in your mind i'm gonna take this one first babe, oh, yeah, babe. <laughs> yeah, i've been looking yeah. at him to answer first so i don't over talk <laughs> Because so, I said you talk too much. No, because I know I talk too much. I know how to read the room. I done grew up a little bit. <laughs> no, my favorite cannabis memory in Edmond got pulled over uh, was with my um, high school boyfriend. And we had picked up, we picked up our order from all of our friends and we were going to my weed man's house. We had about two ounces on us. Mm -hmm. We got pulled over. We were finishing up a blunt. It was really small. It was a doobie. It was a canine unit. Oh, we no. pulled over into the a complex across from Edmond North High School. This canine unit. I was wearing an itty bitty skirt and a, and a spaghetti strap. I put an ounce underneath each one of my tins, and the canine <laughs> unit. The canine unit smelled us, smelled me. I was also TMI, but it was you know lady time. Yeah. yeah. So when that happens. If you need an excuse and the dog is up on you, you can say that, and then the cops will excuse it. You know what, ma'am? Yeah, you really yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, <laughs> men get uncomfortable with right, that conversation right, right, anyway. Right, right. So all of that was going on, and so um, we had the doobie, and they're like, "We can smell it. You have it in the air." And he's like, "Oh, this is all we have." He tells us to grind it up and put it, you know, on the sidewalk or whatever. Let's us go. No warning, no ticket, nothing. Had the dog walk around the car. They searched the car. Nothing in the car. Well, because I had it on me. And then we got back in the car and continued delivering uh, the trees to the to where they belonged. And nobody lost their money. And we got to just hit the wow. next corner and light our blunt back up. And oh, it was beautiful. Wow. It's my favorite one. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that's a strong song. memory. Edmund. I would never forget that. I would be shitting my pants. Edmund K9 <laughs> unit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Edmund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 2005. Oof. Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Jade Pebworth over at the Me Law Group in Oklahoma focuses to provide you with a comprehensive approach and intelligent advice and representation focused on resolving problems rather than inflating them. She kills it with civil litigation, cannabis law, 
business planning, corporate law slash litigation, and family law. She enjoys working with companies from the ground up. Whether you need her to review and draft contracts for your company, assist in licensing applications, and more, the Me Law Group has your back. Now, let's get back to today's episode. You know, 2006. How old were you? 2000, like, I was probably about 16. Okay. Damn, 16. so you were young. Yeah. You're a baby. I was excited to find you anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was Brick Reggie, though. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine Brick Reggie. I, I could fit it. It yeah, was fine. It was fine. Anybody <laughs> could fit it. Yeah. <laughs> you had to break that shit down forever to get up. <laughs> That's funny. What about you, James? Man, uh, had a lot of crazy... Uh, Memories with with cannabis. Me and Mary been through it, <laughs> so I've been in my fair share of trouble with the uh, Oklahoma City police and stuff like that. But I, one of my favorite ones, though, I have a good one. My favorite one is the most recent because uh, uh, it was a few years ago. I got my license because <laughs> so before I was legally doing this, yes, uh, yes. I was uh, doing some truck driving out of town, about two or three hours away in uh, McAllister, Oklahoma. And I was driving out there early in the mornings and then doing construction work out there and then driving back to the city after working 10, 12 hours. And um, Bree had been on me about, you know, you, if you're going to be out here, you know, moving around and working and doing stuff and still having cannabis and, and, you know, you need to have your license. We got licenses out here now so you can at least be safe. Whoa, whoa. Okay, babe, I'll, you know, eventually I'll get one. But one day we had the opportunity to get one. She made me get my ass up. It was my birthday. Get the license. And uh, I it was went and got it. Birthday. And uh, about the next week, well, not even not even two weeks went by. I was I went out there to McAllister, did my job. I was on the way back home to the city with my buddy, and I uh, was on the turnpike, smashing our whole way home. And I just got back into the city and was off the turnpike, back onto the regular highway. And it was a couple of diesel trucks I was trying to pass by, so I gunned it to about ninety again one more time and tried to get past them. And I passed by a couple officers that were sitting on the side of the road, so they. They smashed and caught up with me, and he's like, man, what you doing? I'm like, man, I was just trying to get past those things. He's like, you going about 20 over? I'm like, oh, shit. And me and my buddy were already, we were we had just put the blunt out before I before I did that, so the smoke was still on in the, in the car. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to be able to get yeah. the smell away. Yeah. I knew it. So, shit, he walked up like, so what's up? You got weed in the vehicle? I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, uh, you got your license? Yes, sir. And I, I gave it to him, and he walked back to the car and came back faster than I had ever had an officer do any of that shit. Yeah. Like, he, like, yeah. he checked my name, looked at the license, came back, and gave me he gave me my ticket for speeding, but he didn't ask any more about the weed at all. That's didn't nice. ask where it was at, didn't yeah. ask to see anything, didn't, <coughs> like nothing, just because I had my license on me, yeah. even though the smoke was yeah. in the air. And I, I'm like, okay, beautiful. Like, I yeah. drove off like Calder right after, like, babe. You'll never hey, guess what happened. I got a fat-ass ticket just now, but you know, I'm not ready for weed. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was literally the fastest. I mean, it, I've been pulled over for just... Regular speeding before. Yeah. I never had a transaction go that fast. That was so. one of my best bikes. Nice. Yeah, that was, yeah. So That's like, nice. I've got pulled over and they had asked for if I had any seedlings in my car. Oh my <laughs> they like did not know what to ask. Yeah, like had course. no yeah. idea. Yeah. And I was like, um, if you're referring to if I like have a legal limit on me, then yes, I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, they don't even know what they're supposed to say. It's like yeah. some of yeah. them don't or some yeah. of them are so out of anyway. touch. I, they've been, with they've been training them up this past couple years. Okay. This past year for sure. Yeah, they're getting better. Um, they're getting at least, better. Yeah, at least the age like the OMA is I'm not sure about the police themselves but yeah. the, the OMA and um 
what's the other one? Uh, metric agents. Yeah. Uh -huh. They have been training yeah, them heavily, better. and they've been busting a lot of the, the grows and a lot of dispensaries. Have been yeah. Transporters, Under too. table mm -hmm. shit. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> compliance. We need the we yeah, we need the the, the we like the leeway. We need that under I the table. Yeah. We, we like need the them. The rules are not always know, fun. They're just like the farmers that we need to stay mm -hmm. legit and not go all Walmart on us. You know, yeah. so it's the same <laughs> right. type it's of thing. You know, right. yeah, yeah. Right. You're right about that. So from what Sabas told me, you guys seem to be like super connected. Do you guys find that cannabis has been like a tool in your relationship? Like, do you feel like it's helped you guys like? Bond or connect deeper. Like, what would we you have say? Had a lot of fun cannabis dates since we've been <laughs> working together in the industry. Yes, we have had a lot of fun cannabis dates, a lot of uh, expos and parties and puffing paints and uh, yeah, a lot of different events. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we first started dating, I was delivering, I was transporting mm -hmm. and doing sales for Nature's Key. Okay. And it was back when they had those. Uh, Brownies in the clear in the clear bags, mm -hmm. two of them in there, like throwback old school little sprinkles. When it like, first came, they out. were so fucking gooey. Yeah, yeah, oh I remember gosh. they were so and, good. And they had the gummies. And my mom and I were out selling for them, and we put them into like three hundred different dispensaries across the state. And so we'd just go out with a big ass tote. It was Wild Wild West. We'd go out with a big ass tote, take product in, sell it, write the paperwork, hand write the paperwork, yes. take the cash. We'd go home with. And they had been in 300 before they were just on every block like that. They yeah. was, that was before they had just been yeah. everywhere, and they, they had hit that many. Well, we, we would go. We went from corner to corner of this motherfucker, okay? Yeah. And so that was really fun. And since then, um, I don't, what was the question? Niggas is, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I was just saying, did you, do you guys feel like cannabis has been like a tool for your oh, relationship? Yeah. yeah, so that's what it was. We went on a date. Our cannabis dates. Mm -hmm. I had four jobs, and one of them was delivering. And so we had just started talking, and I, I he was off, and I was off. And I was like, you want to ride with me? And I took him with <sighs> me to go make deliveries at dispensaries. And he'd sit in the car, and I'd go in and come mm -hmm. out, whatever, with whops of cash <laughs> and a backseat hey. full, <laughs> full of orders. And we'd smoke while we were doing it. Uh -huh. And that was the beginning of our cannabis dates. And uh, since then, he, you know, I, I used to whip it too. Uh, he was like, "You drive like me," and I'm like, "That means you drive well." <laughs> <laughs> and we just, uh, we've been rolling together in the car with with pounds for since we got together. Yeah, so yeah. many dispensaries, random country little dispensaries, yeah. Out of farms, town yeah, farms, grows, hydroponic grows, grows yeah. um, so much different processors. Equipment. Yeah. Oh, that big machine that rolled all those joints at once. It was as big as a room. It was like a thousand pre-rolled Wow. I've seen one of those lately, and I've never seen one before. We saw it in action. with so much. So much Keef. Paraphernalia. You can sit in that bucket of Keef. Just dive in it. Dispensaries that aren't even around anymore. that has been shut down over the past few years. We got T-shirts. Oh, we got T-shirts from every dispensary. Lanyards. That's far. All yeah. kind of stuff from uh, different events and stuff. All the free, yeah, it's free giveaways, yes. seeds, yeah. nutrients, lighters, bags. Like, yeah, we collect so much like, stuff. It's, it's yeah. So much. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, we have so Expo coming out. Yes. We, yeah, get the tickets. And it has. Just have a ball. It's yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, we. Yeah. yeah, I love that for y'all. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk food and cannabis. Um, I like that you said cannabis is a superfood, and when we smoke, everyone gets the munchies normally. So, what is your Go to like place or type of food you like to eat when after you consume. Like, is there something you whip up at Homebrew or James that you're like, 
this or is it is there a restaurant y'all like to go to? Like, what's your go to munchie? Man, uh, Picasso. We go to Picasso for those salmon avocado <laughs> egg roll appetizers. Yeah. We don't share them. We both get our own order of. Okay, yes. salmon okay. avocado egg rolls at Picasso. Okay, fire. Never okay. heard of them. Fire. You're missing out. If I'm you not a big salmon them. girl though. Okay, to well, be the, honest. okay. I probably right. won't go get them. Well, that's that's real. <laughs> but I do like that place. And it's chocolate really chip good. cookies. We yes. have a home chocolate chip cookie war. I don't like James to let any female that's not related to him by blood <laughs> taste his chocolate chip cookies because okay. then you're gonna come from my man, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. Well, shit, Bree, don't say that because now I want a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and then I make fun. Now you're feeling enticed to some <laughs> Yeah, I want a chocolate chip cookie, motherfucker. <laughs> I can make you some, but you cannot have my husband's. Get through Brie. Listen, that's fair. Right? That's fair. I respect I it. I threatened a lady uh, once. James was embarrassed, I think. He didn't think I was serious. I, mean, I was I already ass. knew what time it was. I, mean, <laughs> I the threatened homie, that the lady. The homie messed that up for me. I was like, damn it, bro, man. Shut your ass up. Yep. 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 It was wild. Uh, really chip cookies, though, yeah. That's awesome. That's y'all's thing, then. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's I like, respect I'll that. I'll make it, and then he'll make some, and I'll be like, what'd you do? And he'll be like, don't worry about it. And, you know, and then I'll make mine, and <laughs> then I'm like, taste it. this. Is this so good? And he's like, I mean, it just, it doesn't taste like there's anybody's grandma in it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like what do you mean? I love that. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you're somebody's grandma in your own cookies, James, then? Yeah, he I got mean, a grandma in his cookies. <laughs> People start, you know, start looking up in the sky like, hmm, that's taking me back to a time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, there You're really is. selling me on these damn cookies. I'm so annoyed with you. I know, I'm so annoyed with you. I'm starting to let people share. I'm starting to share them, but only when I have a fresh batch to to give them both and then I take claim to whichever That's one they like. So I mean, just know that they're probably not even that good. No, okay. Right. okay. Yeah. Just it's say like that. Just think about it like that, then that way you won't even charge. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just like That's him because I saying. like him. That's yeah. all. I yeah. They probably then don't taste like your grandma. You slid a cookie on the load. I'm like, what is this? Well, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> and then if he ever slides See her again you, a chocolate like, chip yeah. cookie Bree's like you better do tell not, me do not tell me okay it's gonna cause a fight at home okay yeah. she lets yeah. you try one of my cookies cookie. act like it was now, the first time like oh you. these are good it's my first time ever having one of these yeah, yeah. that's he's right that's, that's, that's <laughs> noted cool. remember yeah, don't tell me that shit. put that in that's my that's the only time I'm gonna tell you not I, to tell me I love tweaking I love tweaking food like she's dead ass don't fucking tell me if he if he gives you a cookie he's not he's better he knows to sneak them to people <laughs> he does. It's, okay, I was just trying to help you out there. Nah, he I'm, knows just, I'm, just letting, I'm just letting you know. If he does it, do not let me find out. <laughs> we okay, won't. Okay, 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 no chocolate cup. I'll put that Cookies deep in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about you getting your sweat on at Orange Theory, Bree. Oh, do you consume cannabis before you work out? And like, how do you feel like it benefits She's you? Okay. She's scary. Okay, so I go to Orange Theory in Edmonds. I used to go to Orange Theory and You're I such absolutely an loved it. girl. And no, fuck that. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm night, Edmonite. Okay, anyways, I'm not a fucking night now, but I love it there. Okay. Yeah, I do. Well, I, love I go Edmund. at 5 a.m. Okay. So I wake up, well, I go 5 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and nice. then I go to a 12.15 on Tuesday, Thursdays to lift weights. But I went at 5 a.m. today because I knew, for you. I knew we was going to be fucking around in here. Yeah. yeah. But um, I smoke before the lifting class because it's strictly just lifting. Mm-hmm. And that way I can zone out and look at myself in the mirror and make sure I have the right posture and just be high and count my reps, you know. Right, right. But I don't consume at the five before the 5 a.m. for one. Okay. Um, I wake up at 440. 
four 4.30, I change my clothes, I brush my teeth, and I drive there. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm smoking in the car on the way there and making my blunt ready the night before when I'm already getting my clothes ready, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that because I don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. Also, honestly, I don't want to smell early. like motherfucking weed at 5 a.m. and have everybody in class going, damn. Plus, honestly, as much as I sweat in there, <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably already coming out of my pores. Yeah, so, for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? If yeah. you don't smoke and I wish by you on a rower, you going to get you going to smell that yeah. product. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I will smoke on the way home. Okay. I'll, I'll hit a piece. Uh, you know, I might have something mediocre size or yeah. a vape pen. Now I'll vape mm-hmm. on the way there mm-hmm. because it's already ready. Yeah. Right. But I generally like to smoke flour. Yes. So no, I don't really consume before on the regular. No. But it's definitely nice, though, after the workout, too, oh, yeah. though, like, because mm-hmm. you go hard in those classes. I'll come and back to be able at 6 a.m. and smoke before I get in the shower, like, sitting yeah. there on the edge yeah. of the bed, shivering, because I'm cold from being sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> but like, still having but, like, smoke. I'm going to smoke before I take a shower, babe. It's the best feeling. And he's sitting there like, whatever, babe, cool, you know, because he's awake when I get home sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I, but, yeah. Like, smoking before a workout does help your respiratory, y'all. Like, yeah. help your breathing. Helping me control my breathing a little mm-hmm. better when I'm on a treadmill doing stuff like that. There, I normally start <laughs> you know, losing control. Yeah. Like even today, I did, we didn't smoke before uh-huh. when we the last couple of times I went with her. Uh-huh. She noticed I was hitting the doobie real quick before we. And she's like, "Oh, baby, you gonna smoke?" I'm like, "Yeah, it helped me." Bre-. Yeah, and I noticed when I was on yeah. the treadmill, I could control my breathing. I could mm-hmm. breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth for sure. Yeah. Even while my heart rate is way mm-hmm. up, it's that zone that you get into. Like Bree yeah. was talking about, yeah. like I can't go work out and not at least hit something because the zone that I get into, but also just like I'm more mindful with my body and every movement my body's doing yeah. versus when I don't smoke or I'm, I haven't smoked enough. I'm like so just sloppy and like a sloth with my workouts. I'm just like, God, can this be over already? And I hate having that mindset when I go work out because it's something I actually enjoy. Yeah. I've gotten to learn to enjoy. And so, but I think smoking has been a big part of that because between the music and then like making it seem like it's like a, like a, like a goal activity I'm mm-hmm. trying to like exactly. obtain. And by the end of it, I feel like this and then I can go hit the blunt some more. Like it's a fun, it's, a, it's like a fun game in my mind. And if I don't consume before, I feel like it just turns into like a chore and I don't like that. Yeah, it makes yep. me feel like I'm gliding yeah. like, through the workout, whether yeah. it's like whatever machine, whatever I'm doing, if I'm running, like oh, I, yeah. I just like totally like, I don't know, I'm in my body, but like. So you've worked out at Orange Theory. Yeah, okay, I love so it. You know how the screen is where you can watch everybody's like heart rate yeah. and, their, mm-hmm. and their calories? Yeah. When I'm running, I, I choose right in front of that screen and to motivate me. Along with sometimes being, I know what you mean about smoking before you run and like mm-hmm. floating through it. Yeah. But I don't really do that on the days whenever I have running. But I do like to play a game in my mind mm-hmm. uh, where I'm chasing a person. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. And I, 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 I pick a name on the screen. I'm like, okay. Will, Will just stole somebody's purse. <laughs> He's dipping through the park. Like, I'm finna get him. Like, if he gets five more calories before I don't get five more calories, then he beat me. Like, and the purse is gone. You know, that so. is hilarious. I know it's really silly, but you know your it body. Works. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Yeah, that's what works for you. Also, yeah. you know your body, if you use your mind to tap into <laughs> feelings of being stoned, you can go into your muscle memory with your head mm-hmm. and pull those stoned feelings into your legs, even if you didn't get a chance to consume before you work out. Yeah. And that does work. You can 
be like, man, I wish I were high. And you can sit there and take yourself to that feeling. Yeah. And then your body will start releasing those yeah. same cannabinoids because we have an endocannabinoid system, mm-hmm. just like we have a circulatory and a respiratory. We have that system already. So you can actually mentally activate what's already in your saved yeah. up and, and take yourself there too. So That's cool, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's a lituation. I love it. I go five days a week now. I'm getting... Muscles I've never had. I'm proud I know. of you, Brie. It, makes, awesome. it does things to your body. I'm yeah. so excited. That's I awesome. mean, I've, my upper body has never been this strong, yeah. even even in high school track. In a, mm-hmm, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like the best shape of my life. These jeans are from high school. Yeah. Like, nice. These are from high yeah. school. Amazing. I'm very pumped about it. I'm very proud of you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. That's After so baby exciting. number three, I thought it would never happen. Yeah. So here you yeah. are. I still have a tummy made of jello, like. But it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. I'm gonna, ch- I'm gonna cut it one day. I'm gonna just stop. I'm gonna be like, y'all gotta fix it because I messed it up. So is it Whatever. covered? Is it, is it covered? So mm. speaking of having kids and stuff, you're a doula, Brie, and I don't have kids yet, but I know like I know the route I would go with that. You know, if I did, because it's something I've always admired and have valued. You know. Um, what made you want to pursue that in life? Like, do you remember the moment that you were like, that's the path I want to be on? Because that, that's not for everyone for sure. And it's like a special person to feel like they can guide people through those journeys. If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. The reason I became a doula is kind of morbid, actually. Um, so in America, the statistics... Uh, for black women, mm-hmm. having a baby in a hospital are almost the same as the t- statistics of any woman having a baby in a third world country. Okay. So it's it's very dangerous for black women to birth babies in hospitals here um, because they want our cells and blood and plasma. And so they bleed you, literally, uh, especially if you have O blood type, which I do not. But anyways, um, I had a baby in a hospital mm-hmm. when I was 22, my okay. first one, who's 12. Okay. And um, it was the worst experience ever. Mm. Um, they didn't listen to anything that I suggested. They didn't take my pain seriously. I mean, it was like every single thing that you feel like, oh, that could never happen. Mm-hmm. They don't really treat humans like that. I went through. Mm. And I went from having a normal birth to an emergency C-section. And then when they cut me open, they, they cut my baby's skull they jarred his brain oh and almost blinded him because oh they cut really close to his eye. And he's now 12, and you can still see that scar. And if you know anything about babies, you know that their skin renews. They can get a cut in the morning, and mm-hmm. you can give them a bath at night, and it's like brand new. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, Magical. where did it even go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 12 and still has the scar. That's okay. how bad it was. It jarred his yeah, skull. Yeah, that's very traumatizing. It, it was. Mm-hmm. And then they sewed me back up. Um, and then eight months, not eight weeks. Eight months after I had my baby, I stood up from sitting crisscross applesauce on the ground and I was fully healed. Uh-huh. My shit just busted. <gasps> uh, oh, Brie. And so I was holding my white meat oh. to the hospital. It looked crazy. Um, and then they just put some of that sticky tape mm. across it and told me that it would grow back together, which it did not. Mm-hmm. And even now, if I showed you the way that that scar sits on my body, mm-hmm. no matter how fit I yeah. get... They pulled my skin up too far and didn't pull 
it down enough, and then they sewed it shut so that it, it was too tight to heal properly, uh, right. and nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. And then the doctor that jarred my baby's skull four years later mm-hmm. when I found out all of the things and that I could sue him for the things that happened, and there's a six-year cap on that, I learned that my baby was the very last baby that he delivered and then ended oh, his practice. Shit. Oh, no, Brie. So we got done very dirty. And then Uh, I learned about how fucked off it was much later. That's when I decided I need to go ahead and do something about this. When I became pregnant with my now six-year-old, I I delve in even deeper. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm not going into a hospital. And yeah. I have not been to a medical doctor since I gave birth to my 12-year-old. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I go to a chiropractor, the same one since I was eight years that's old. Awesome. That's awesome. My kids go to chiropractor. Nice. Um, I go to Timothy Young. He's been in Oklahoma okay. forever. Okay. He yeah. goes to different uh, colleges and trains. His daughter has a practice, and she adjusts more infants and oh, cool. ba- kids with um, – um, all of the issues yeah, um, than, than anybody else. Okay. They're awesome, awesome, awesome people. And so, yeah, no, I don't, that's why. Yeah. It, it, I, don't I, blame I had you. to experience yeah. everything that's way left scary. field. Mm-hmm. Then I've had two babies at home in water, unassisted, one with just my mom and my sister present. So cool. And then James and I planned and had a baby in our bedroom in a birth pool. Mm. Um, just, me, so just me and him. That's just so us. special. He hopped in that water. He caught his son. Uh. He encapsulated my placenta. He was there helping breastfeed and being supportive the entire way in a way that was insane. There was no yelling. There was no mm. screaming. There was no pain. And you were listened to. And all of that. Yeah. I just, he had a vaginal tear. Okay. He he healed my tear. He I took to care to of it each day. Uh, he made my sits baths for me to soak in. He's yeah. babe, come on, you gotta come on. You got Aww. I got the baby. You gotta do I this. I could cry. Gotta, that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's cool, guys. Yeah. Wow. Well, when we when I first when we were first gonna do it, I was like, babe, I want you to be in the water with me. You know, I've showed him all these yeah, birds. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's <laughs> me. I like save them. I send them to Saba. I am like all in yeah. them. I'm He's like, like, I ain't getting in that murky water. <laughs> no way you're like no. it's my murky water baby wa- i'm like it's your baby's water he's like uh-uh. i've seen the pictures like i'm not getting in there but in my vision mm-hmm. he was in that water and he caught his baby don't yeah. y'all know as soon as he seen that baby's head he was like my son he hopped right into i felt like it was, he was a gazelle oh. that hopped hey, over my head didn't even think twice do, but he was just floating the water by mind himself, like, over, <laughs> yeah so he hopped right matter. in the water and i was like Afterwards, I was like, I told you, you was going to get in that water with me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. about to be looking up at me like, yo, what you doing over there, man? I'm like, oh, I got you. I got you, bro. And now David you. is just addicted to him. Like, Aww. now that I'm not breastfeeding, like, yeah. we'll be in Walmart. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go get this, and you go get that. And me and David will take 12 steps the opposite direction of James, and he'll be looking around me like, mom, mama, where my daddy go? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't see daddy. Daddy, like, hey, I'm coming, man. Just give me a kiss. And I'm like, okay, because I'm still here. Yeah, you know, Aww. but it's cool. That's it's like cool. a from a connection from like oh, the yeah. moment Definitely. you yeah. did that. Like that's so powerful. Well, and he was born in the same room he was conceived in. I think. Okay. No, wait. Dang. He might have been conceived on Fred's. 
But anyway, <laughs> different bad. house. I don't know. It's just you know when you have your baby in the yeah. same place where your body is used to being and yes. your immune system is yes. used to being, yes. instead of going to a hospital, your yeah. body's like new place. Got to build some new immunity. And, your, do and all your nervous system is calmer because it's in the comfort of your right. own home. And if you want to smoke, or if you don't want this person there or that person, or if you want to take a shit in your own toilet, yeah, yeah. like you, you know, or yeah. like be as naked as you want and right. feel so comfortable. And you're not worried about maybe a male nurse coming in, right, or having any. Randos. unwanted thought come through your head mm-hmm. that like does not exactly. serve you or like you this know? bitch that just checked your blood pressure had an attitude and you don't yes. want her to come mm-hmm. back in you don't want room. her to touch you that's you why I'm a doula mm-hmm. because if I'm with my client and she's like Mm-mm, the only man in here can be my my husband or my man then I get to go and be like hey excuse me I turn them right around gently and escort them on out uh, no 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 you can't be in here you're a dude we're honoring no. yeah, her wishes what we're doing. but they don't pay attention is, they don't yeah. care yeah. and everyone thinks they just have to listen when they get in that hospital but you end up with the bill you have mm-hmm. a deductible they get paid so they gotta listen to you you don't pay for a haircut you don't like yeah, yeah that's true you know what i mean right yeah so, so you can say no people yeah. think they can't say no no yeah. <laughs> you i can know. say no yeah know. sometimes they make you sign a form if mm-hmm. you say no and i'm like bring me the form yeah yeah <laughs> i said uh, that's, no that's energy that's that's it is. like public energy. yeah the baby has never been around before mm-hmm. people yeah. with the sounds the lighting foreign the whole, objects the whole building mm-hmm. the whole building not to mention someone had a baby in there four days ago exactly. and that family the was in there is full yeah of people so that energy's still in there but you know guys people don't always think like that exactly. like yeah. i think but, it's so beautiful and such a gift to have that sort of mind to mm-hmm. be able to process things like that and to be able to know that because that's like that's what I feel like, I don't know, to me, I feel like people are missing that because they're so caught up in, like, the traditional, like, what you must do ways and, like, this is the only way it goes. And if you do something different, you are freaking cuckoo, you know? Yeah. Our two-year-old was sick last week, and uh, he was kind of getting, coming down. He was on his last couple of days or whatever of it, and we were in the bedroom uh, about 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. He He was sleeping in. He woke up and came in the room, and we were talking about something. He didn't notice he came in the room behind us. He came in there all quiet. Mind you, he's two years old. Mm-hmm. Came out of his room, walked down the hallway, came in our room while we were talking. It was early. It was still dark. He didn't climb in the bed or any of that. He walked to the edge of the bed in the same area that we had the pool in where he was birthday. He laid down on the floor and curled up in, in the fetal, fetal position, position and just laid there. In the until I turned around, I was like, oh, my dude, he's in here. I was like, he was right over there in his birth spot. She was like, oh, there is his birth spot. He was just laying there looking at us like, That's hey. crazy. Waiting on y'all to get done talking. I'm just chilling like, oh. oh. Didn't fuss, yeah. didn't whine, and he didn't feel good. Yeah. yeah. And he had that little gook in his eye, you know? Yeah. I've been I've been putting breast milk in it. Yeah. Squeeze yeah. out a few yeah. drops, put in a syringe, put that in his eye. Right. All we've cleared up. It's no medicine. Healing. It's cannabis, breast milk, her placenta. Mm-hmm. Natural things, herbs, things yeah. like that. He has not been to one doctor. She has not been to a doctor. We've been to the chiropractor. That's about it. You guys are speaking uh, my language. I know. Your brain is like lighting up in so uh, many ways. I can feel her lighting up. I know. I'm like, we could have a whole other podcast episode <laughs> yeah. on we natural birth, food. holistic yeah. ways. We use food over for the counter meds or over our counter. That's yeah. It. Yeah. That's yeah. That is it. Yeah. Weird. I love we, that. We make it. If we need something, we make it. Yeah. So tell us in your own words, because people often have a misconception of midwives and doulas and what they do, but the reality is, women have been playing that role since the beginning. So will you share with us what it is to be a doula? Like, what does that look like? If a woman is pregnant, you have a client, what do you do for them? Okay. So uh, a doula is the emotional support for pregnant crazy. 
okay, pregnant women, we you literally lose brain cells. Mm-hmm. You're going through a lot. You can have a boost of dopamine, and then you can have a you know a a, a boost of gamma blockers. It's gonna make you sad, mm-hmm. and you know different things like that. You can watch a commercial, and it will give you such a shot of a of an emotion that you are now in this sad place, and now you have a, a bad dream that's very vivid. My job is to help you find your level, mm-hmm. talk you down or talk you up, make you feel uncrazy, help you understand why and how maybe you being a little bit crazy, mm-hmm. you know, feel yeah. confident that these things are normal, answer the weird questions, talk about why you just had a vision of swinging a baby and throwing it against the wall. <laughs> like, these things it's are, real shit. it's normal shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's to help with normalcy, it's to help you think of the things that you may not think of if you're going to be at a hospital or during your birth. Mm-hmm. It's to be your advocate because when you're going through birth, even if you don't take all of the drugs that they try to give you, you're still loopy. Mm-hmm. You're still going through waves of intense pressure. I'm not going to call it pain because after everything I've learned, it's really not pain. It's intense pressure mm-hmm. that you can breathe through. If you're in a coma, mm-hmm. your body will still birth your baby without you knowing it. Really? Wow. For a woman, really? birth is wow. just like blinking your eyes. It's like breathing. It's one of those functions. Mm-hmm. So you can be completely comatose but pregnant, and if your body is still getting what it needs to keep that baby in there and it's birth time, you're, you're going to have a baby and be asleep. Wow. wow. So when you um, put powerful. that in perspective, yes. okay, so I'm just helping everyone understand that, bitch, you're made to do this. Right. Yeah. That's what a doula is. Also, like, you know, if you don't want your your mother-in-law in the room and you don't want to tell her that mm-hmm. and you don't want your he doesn't want to tell her yeah then the doula yeah. that's me yeah you know so there's a part of you that's like oh excuse me i'm sorry you know they need privacy this is important i will be the well so and so went in uh, well that you know what but they need you know it's yeah. me it's i'm the filter yeah. i'm the bumper i'm the make sure that you, she said she wants to keep her she wants delayed cord clamping mm-hmm. i'm the make sure things go in line i'm the um Remind your husband to, to, I'll tell the husband whenever we have our appointments, like, if she gets crazy, tell her to text me. Yeah. Like, don't, don't let her, you know, trip. Mm -hmm. Don't let her be upset for too long. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm trying to help you keep yourself balanced so that you can have a happy pregnancy because what you feel your baby feels. Yeah. So if you're feeling too hard in one way or another or crazy or you have questions or shit's weird, that's what a doula is for. I take pleasure in taking on whatever's going on and making mm-hmm. space for you to understand where you're at and what you're going through. The midwife is like the doctor. She can sew you up if you tear after a baby. If your baby's in the wrong position, she can turn it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's um, she's making the call on, you know, uh, if you need to go to a hospital or not. Um, I can check blood pressure. Mm-hmm. I can do, um, like, the heartbeat and the, you know, the boo-boo-boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called right now? It's gone, but... I, there's a, there's not that. Okay. Um, the ultrasound. No, the heart monitor thing. You know, with the gel glue, the gel glue, so you can hear the heartbeat. Anyway, um, yeah. So I don't do medical things. I do emotional things. Okay. I do like assisting. Like I can mm-hmm. hold stuff for mm-hmm. the doula, but yeah. I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm not. So handling what's it. what's the most rewarding thing to you about being a doula <laughs> and guiding women through their journey? Because I know you've. I'm sure I don't know, but I'm sure you've helped your, you know, pe- women close to you personally in your life. And that's a beautiful thing to be able to help somebody. Like I know 
if and when I get pregnant, Brandon will be a huge piece of that. And she will be a huge, like, without even knowing it, she'll she's be my doula. doula. Yeah, she is my doula, doula. And she, without even knowing it, she is. That's who I know she's going to be that for me. And I know, you know, when it comes time to having my baby, like, she will be right by me talking me through it because nobody talks me through anything like this girl does. Right. She, and so what, like, for you being around that and, like, touching people close to you, like, what's been the most rewarding part about that? Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. I have birthed my niece. That's cool. Yes. That's and, cool. Uh, she was going through it, and she had a midwife, and she had a doula present, and my mom was there. Okay. But when I got there, mm -hmm. and I talked my little sister through it like nobody talks yeah. her through things, mm -hmm. she was like, I don't think I can do this. I was like, yeah, you can. You're, yeah. you're about to meet your daughter. So I was like, you're a lioness. And I said, I need you to roar. She laughed at me. I said, come on, roar. Yeah. We, we roared right yeah. there over the edge of the birth pool. And, uh, and I said, all right, come on, let's take some breaths. And we took deep breaths, and she pushed her baby out in, like, two minutes. I could cry. My eyes are I'm watering. That's so beautiful. And so, yeah, I caught my niece, and her midwife and doula were standing there like, oh. And she had been, she had been in that pool for, like, two hours. Wow. I came from Tulsa. Me and James were eating. And she was like, your sister's laboring. And I was like, okay, I know. It's her first baby. Yeah. I'm like, I got some time. So I finished eating. <laughs> Took your time. You knew it was margarita, up. <laughs> went and dropped the kids off. And I was like, all right, babe, I'm going to birth my niece. Yeah. I, I was there for 20 minutes and my niece was there. That's so beautiful. It was amazing. So for me, being able to emotionally show a woman that it's mind over matter. Mm -hmm. For real, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you, it's mind over matter. Mm -hmm. That shit is it's a it, ooh, mm -hmm. and then to teach you how to ooh, breastfeed, yeah, yeah, and and help you and your baby connect in that way, yeah, and help you know that you you can be the sole provider of nutrients for this being, right? Mm -hmm. And that's all you, and and trust your body to make it. So mm -hmm. and this is what the AM does, and this is what the PM does, and this is how you label it, and this is what it's gonna do for your baby. You know, mm -hmm. that and to encapsulate a placenta for a mom with swollen tree trunk ankles mm. and you give her her placenta and two days later she's calling you crying like, oh, my God, my I can see my fucking, you know, I can see my calf again. Like, yeah. you gave back because your body you, what, what you need, needed. because here mm -hmm. in America, they take it for themselves. But in yeah. other countries, they ask you, how do you want it back? Yeah. Wow. You can have it in a smoothie. You can have it freeze dried. Mm -hmm. uh, you can have it just steamed and eat it. Mm -hmm. um, or you can get it encapsulated. And I've yeah. done over 200 encapsulations. Wow, so cool. Most of them for women of color, but I've done everybody's. Yeah. I used to do them for free until I got to about 65. And James was like, you have to charge people now because yeah. it makes the whole place smell like ladies. He calls it ladies steak. Oh, man. <laughs> I and bet, so James. What? That, that's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. gnarly. I was doing it as my <laughs> gift back because yeah. in Oklahoma, <laughs> In Oklahoma, they charge anywhere from three to five hundred dollars to do it, wow. okay. and then they charge you to pick it up. But that's like a, a house call for a plumber. Yeah. How, how you? Uh, she supposed to bring it to you, and she just had a baby. 
Yeah. No. Uh, no. Her husband's supposed to leave her to bring it to you when no. they just had a baby? Yeah. No. Yeah. You pick it up and you don't charge people for that. Yeah. So I was doing it as my give back because it made me feel That's good. That's sweet mm-hmm. for you. And yeah. so I started charging people and I was just charging 100 until I got to like 150. Mm-hmm. And so now I do them pretty quick. It's turnaround. You pretty much pay for your supplies and I get a little extra on top. Yeah. So, yeah. As you, you should. Know. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. I charge two. I charge 200 for okay. it and it's a 50 dollar deposit that i mm-hmm. use on supplies and then uh you so know. doable yeah that's and so that's doable. still a little less than 50 percent of what you can get when you google placenta encapsulation in yeah. okc yeah. or okay. you know or admin um so it's cool it's very rewarding it uh it makes my heart sing yeah I you know tell. helping moms feel yeah strong yeah. and let yeah. them know they can do it because mm-hmm. you know before we had hospitals your grandma mm-hmm. and your niece yep. and the yep. lady down the street who has five kids mm-hmm. they all got together mm-hmm. and they came to your house and helped you get through birth mm-hmm. yeah and they used to tell the men to go boil water just so they would just go watch water boil kind of yeah. like get okay. out of yeah. here you can't do anything here okay there's no point for these boiled towels yeah. okay but women <laughs> used to go indian women and aboriginal women mm-hmm. and women tribal women used to go out into the forest and make themselves a birth space. And then they would come back. They would go there either by themselves or with their, you know, one or two other ladies. Mm-hmm. And they would come back three or four days later to the village to introduce the baby to the father and the rest of the village. They, the women went and did that real quick alone, real quick. Like that's some so, by themselves and mm-hmm. some with just a few. That's so animal-like. Yeah, yeah like, it is. It's so a, we're all like animals here in that sense. Because I can see my dog they're, doing they're that. Like us. They, yeah. They, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they Every fo- mammal. They still follow nature. We're, mm-hmm. we're the ones who've Aren't doing gone off it. course right. from our natural yes. way. Because yeah. every so mammal. The animals are there to remind us of what we still, kind of how we're supposed to be operating. A bear, you know right. a, a yeah. tiger, a giraffe, every mammal that, eat, even dolphins, every mammal that gives birth before they tend to the young that they just gave birth to, mm-hmm. they go eat that placenta. You can go Google, you know, elephant birth and watch this elephant give birth to two or three or one or, you know, mm-hmm. elephant. And then they're sniffing around. They're going for that placenta. They're going to eat that and ingest that. Then they're going to go find out if their baby's okay. Yeah. Because you need that back. Mm-hmm. So. And that's nature. That's wow. them listening to their own bodies. Yeah. Just yeah. Nature knowing. Well, the placenta's yeah. the filter between. And then James actually doulas with the men now. He, okay. he counsels with the men because cool. okay. the placenta is made of mostly, and he's done a lot of deep research to find out the connection for man because everyone's mm-hmm. always worried about the mom and the mm-hmm. dads kind of get swept under too, but dads uh-huh. get pregnant too. You know, they have feelings, they have cravings. Yeah. Um, th- they have to go through all of the parts of, you know, having to provide for another person. Emotionally, and, and, mentally. And they're dealing yeah. with this crazy bitch yeah. who's yeah. crying because you put the fucking cereal too high. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. So he counsels <laughs> with the dads yeah. now. And when we have a, an open appointment for new clients, usually I have James there now to make sure and meet the dad and tell mm-hmm. him, hey, I was there for a home birth. And he has an older son that he was there for a C-section birth okay. in the hospital. So mm-hmm. I had the c-section and two home births so i experienced it yes the whole hospital follow it their way Mm -hmm. then do it my way and he was a dad to a surgery c-section birth and then he caught his own kid Mm -hmm. so we have a different dynamic to be able to talk to several for sure you do yeah which is so nice now yeah he counsels with the dads now and i don't even charge for that what a powerful duo yeah it's really cool that you guys do that to evaluate Reevaluate. She's in her feelings about me making her charge because I'm not charging for my services. Yeah. I think that's really cool that you do that. I've not heard. I don't, I mean, that's not something, you're right, Brie, like men 
when men do get swept under the yeah. rug. And I know that like I've heard this from some of my guy friends, but like for the first three months, the baby doesn't need the dad. The baby needs the mom. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like men they do can, need the dad. They do. Yes. But like, you know what I mean? Just like the like the stigma, the stigma. Yeah. And so men tend to feel not needed in that way. But it's it's like if you're helping your wife or your significant other, you're helping the baby. Like ev- if you're helping one, everyone's that baby being can helped. Hear you, smell you, everything. See you, yes, knows the feelings and the hormones. It, James would sit up with me while I was breastfeeding, and we would laugh. They tell women to watch funny videos while you're breastfeeding to release dopamines mm-hmm. into your milk so that you have a happy baby. Yeah, he would get sit up with me, and next thing you know, we 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 smoke. And he'd roll up, and we'd smoke, and I'd smoke and nurse, and and he would make me laugh. And we'd be sitting up just talking about stupid shit, just cracking the fuck up. And I'd be like, babe, yeah. we need to write these down so we can laugh again later. Like, what were we laughing about? <laughs> <laughs> but so it helped. Pure. It helped. Yeah. And David is yeah. always smiling. Yeah. And Aww. he knows he can hear his dad, you know, anywhere. It's a, mm-hmm. Dads are very important. And that placenta is actually made up mostly of dad's chromosomes. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Dad starts the heartbeat. Yeah. Dad puts the power and the energy into the beginning of life and then his cells go on over and put the beginning and the core into that placenta so some healthy dad Mm -hmm. will make a healthier placenta to make a healthier filter for mommy's body for a healthier baby that is very important responsible Mm -hmm. for whether or not the woman gets back her nutrients or not that she's just giving to our child yeah sacrificing all these brain cells Mm -hmm. and nutrients and hair loss and all that for nine months, Ugh. 10 months. And then some people and just then, throw it away. So, yeah, if we weren't yeah. taking care of ourselves before we put this yeah. seed in there, mm-hmm. then we're also not going to grow a healthy placenta. So yeah. she's going to yeah. suffer a little bit more after Perspective, she gives man. us our child because yeah. we so didn't give her, you, her nutrients You got to make sure your man is, is healthy as well. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. before you plan a baby, and I really wish I could tell all younger people this, before you plan a baby and all that, dad needs to change his diet. His shit needs to be clear and healthy, almost like water. Do you hear me? It better mm-hmm. not be... It better not be none of that extra, you know, uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's science. It's just real. It needs to this be healthy, uh-huh. too. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very important yes. to the health of the baby and that filter. they're about to water that seed. Yes. And, that and it needs very... to it's, it's, it's a discharge. It's a whole yes. life force. It's and they tell you that discharge. it's... discharge. It's like, I don't want healthy discharge coming out of you. Yeah, yeah. It's, our, it's our only discharge. <laughs> right. right, and it needs to be so healthy. It needs to be a liquid yeah. gold. And, and, it, and <laughs> really. it is that. And they tell you it's just you know water, sugar, and protein, mm-hmm. and any STD he he may have. That's what they tell you it is. That is not what it is. Yeah. And you can go and read about and find out what it is. It is liquid gold. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is a lot of things, mm-hmm. and it's very good for you to collect while you're pregnant mm-hmm. and to continue to receive through Mm. your pregnancy. It helps your cervix. It helps your pelvic bone. It helps a lot of things stay and be and go back how they're supposed to. And the makeup of it changes when it knows that it's going back into a place where its life is growing. Wow. Okay, do, yeah. Do you get it? Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It will not be the same as what he put in like, that the, first the, day. This, DNA is some of the most advanced uh, technology. It talks it, it to each other. Yeah. So that fluid, so it's gonna, that, it's gonna do my fluid is going to tell his fluid, oh, hold on. Make me that other juice. I need that other juice. I'm yeah. already growing your baby, so mm-hmm. make me that other juice. I'm going to use that. And yeah. so you get, you're getting something wow. different. That's fucking yeah. crazy. I know. I love I'm it. I'm fascinated. Okay, so tell me this. What... You're very natural minded. So when it comes to vaccines and babies, and Mm. I know this can be a very touchy subject, but this is a conversation Brandon and I have quite 
often actually. Um, but what's your thought on that? And for, have you experienced any mothers that have wanted to vaccinate their baby? And like, what's that conversation look like for you? Where do you stand on that? When I have a client that's not a very close friend that is asking me my real ass, whole ass opinion, mm -hmm. uh, I support whatever they want. I provide them with blatant, clear, bitch, if you think that's a good idea, facts, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And if she thinks that's a good idea still, then I support her mm -hmm. respectfully. Yeah. And without qualm or judgment. Mm -hmm. But if it's like my sister or you, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be like, I, you better not. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and let anybody know that you don't need it. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna make you feel like you need it. Yes, don't need. They're it. gonna fear monger you. <laughs> yeah, just like and, she said, your body is gonna naturally have a baby with you. It's gonna naturally provide you with everything you need. Like we yeah. just said, the placenta and mm -hmm. everything like that provides the baby with all the the vaccine that it needs. Um, yeah. All the vaccine is is a synthetic version of what they've taken from you and didn't allow you to replenish it. Yeah. So they're just trying to replenish it for you when there's synthetic shit yeah. mixed with little poison and little other little crap. And it makes yeah. you feel like, hey, this will avoid, keep you from having this, 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 and this. When it's like, they're oh, all lies. Could have just, just yeah. ate my placenta and yeah. avoided this, 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 and this. Yeah, like jaundice and things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Your baby would not have that if you would have did delayed cord clamping and then ate your placenta and then fed Jaundice, your breast milk back to your baby. Uh, ear yeah. infections. Low glucose. Hair loss. All of that. Low, low, <laughs> wow. uh, eczema. Low, low, low milk production. Uh -huh. uh, extra fatigue. You don't even have to be as fatigued as you are, even though nope. you just had a baby. You could be still like... have more energy than you would think you had yeah. if you had the proper... Placenta intake and nutrient intake. I helped break down my own birth pool. Pull yeah. the, the liner with wow. all the trash in it. The, the other boys are in the living room chilling, playing video games, and I come walking out of the bedroom with a, with a liner over my yeah. shoulder with all this blood and shit in it. They're yeah. like, what's that? And I'm she, like, it's the She let me know what to expect. <laughs> she let me know what to expect, yeah. so I wasn't freaking out when yeah. I saw that. Like, babe, sit down. Yeah. She's like, no, it's going to be a moment. I have a rush of energy, a rush of adrenaline. Certain things that the, the that nature gives you, yeah. just in case you went and ducked off and made yourself a spot in the woods. Yeah. You're by yourself for a minute. You can do what you need to do to get wow. back to the village. For three days after you, know you give saying? birth, your after body you is... Birth. Hey, y'all, I made it back. Boom. Here, now I'm with my wife, my husband, my whoever's in the village. And yeah. I, now I can finally, oh, my God. Yeah. A, a, a so baby good. came through here. Yeah. yeah. So, so when I saw her doing that, it was like, hey, y'all, chill out. They were looking at me like... Didn't she just, yep, I'm over there holding David, like, yeah, let her do her thing. Yeah. And she gets to where just she's comfortable, she's going to sit yeah. her ass down, and I'm going to jump in and do what I need to do. She's comfortable again. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's nothing. Like, it's, exactly. it's, it's way more peaceful yeah. than they've always yeah. made us think it is right. on TV yeah. and on movies and just, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not as frantic, it's not as, as It doesn't have and, to be. No, yeah. it's not, not yeah. at all. Yeah. 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 So... So you consumed during pregnancy, Brie. What did that look like for you, and how did it benefit your journey personally? Okay. So my first pregnancy, um, I was 21, 22, and I could not hold down food, and I was extremely nauseous all the time. Cannabis helped me be able to eat, have an appetite, and keep my food down. I did not consume a lot. I smoked a little bit in the morning and a little bit in the evening, and any time I got nauseous, like one blunt would last me the whole day. Just puffs enough to chill out my tummy, and then I was done because I was new and I was young, and like I said, I was a rule follower with yeah. all the things. Then my second pregnancy, um, I had uh, four jobs. I was bartending at two places. I was doing demos at one place, and I was doing cannabis work. And... Um, Consuming when, when cannabis was legal, 
um, was hard because when you go into a dispensary that big, everybody's judging, everybody's being rude. I've had bartenders act like they couldn't hand me the weed, like mm. that they're going to hand it to James or hand it to my mom because, you you're, know, you're pregnant. You're pregnant. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-mm, that's not how this is supposed to go. But with my second pregnancy, I chain smoked blunts. And that was before I knew about hip rap. So I chain smoked blunts, Swisher Sweet originals. Mm-hmm. Like, chains, when I say chain smoke, <laughs> I think about an old lady in the back of the bar, you know, real skinny with the tank top on, chain smoking the cigarettes. Like, yeah, that was me with blunts. Like, every time I got in the car, the moment, up until I was getting out of my car to go into work, every break, every drive, I was chain smoking blunts. And what it did for me was kept me from being depressed. I also did a raw vegan diet for that pregnancy. Okay. So I was eating super clean. I did not cook anything. I went raw vegan, like raw, like cold, like, okay. you know, like noodle spiralized, you know, things and just raw. It was really good. I was doing a challenge with my mom and I continued to do it and it left me bright and happy and legit my poop didn't stink. Like I had energy. I had energy to work all my jobs. I worked up until three days before I had my wow. baby. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. That it is. was very cool. I was huge. People thought there were two in there. Uh-huh. I had a nine and a half, nine and a half pound baby okay. at home. Okay. Um, and I smoked uh, while I was laboring, like leaning okay. over the edge of the pool wow. in the water. My mom was holding a blunt at my lips and I'm <laughs> and that pregnancy, I had lost, you know, you lose your lung capacity. Yeah. So I had lost my capacity to smoke smoke. So my mom would make me peanut butter cookies, and I'd eat peanut butter cookies all throughout the day, just a purse full of cookies. Yeah. And just, just, <laughs> just eating, to prepare yourself. Just, just eating them, just yeah. chain eating peanut uh-huh. butter, just super stupid high. But I was happy, and I was super healthy. And then with, with baby David, I mean, James will tell you, I mean, I smoked. I didn't chain smoke blunts, but we had hemp wraps, we had tinctures, we had oils, we had topicals, we had uh, CBD bath bombs, we had uh, inhalers, because we were in the industry hardcore. Okay. She was pregnant at expos and shit like that. Yeah. And sometimes when we went to repeat, like, expos at CanaCon and stuff like that, the next year after we had them, they're like, oh, is that the little... Yeah, this is him. Like, yeah. David has more cannabis friends than we do. <laughs> Shout out to David. Okay, so tell me this. Between the first kid that you had where you lightly smoked and then David now, do you feel like the amount of cannabinoids that you and the baby received have affected, like, have affected the kids differently? Like, do you see, like, maybe one kid's a little bit more, like, has high energy versus, like, the other one's maybe a little bit more chill or just, nah. like, their demeanors? Or do you think they're pretty balanced and pretty pretty? James leveled? could probably answer that better because all my kids, I'm going to say they're chill. None of them are vaccinated. Before it was cool to not vaccinate, I was doing that with all of them. So, yeah. And they've all been to regular daycare and regular school since they were little. And none okay. of them have ever been sick beyond a regular cold. None of them have had an ear infection or an eye infection the 12-year-old down to the 2-year-old. Wow. And I smoked with all of them lightly to heavy. Mm-hmm. But I would say they're all chill. Yeah. I can take them anywhere. Uh-huh. I can. They could come and sit on that couch and chill the whole time we've been here yeah. and behave. Yeah. So I'm going to say I don't see a difference. James knows them from the past five years and sees them from not their parent. Yes. So do you think there's a difference? Yes. Elias is way chill. She knows there's a difference too. She just I can't say Yeah. <laughs> The two-year-old and the now six-year-old, the younger two, the ones that were non-vaccinated, Blended. smoked around, yeah. smoked during pregnancy, they're the ones that are that are more chill. 
majority of the time. Like yeah. overall, they're yeah. the chill ones overall. Yeah. Like all four of them have the potential to chill when we need them to. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But if we're just being uh-huh. well, the yeah. younger two, yeah. the, can, the real can of babies, they chill yeah. naturally. They're yeah. relaxed, they're calm. People are like, hey, they're always this cool. Like, yeah, the, the older <laughs> two, they're a little more spazzy. Yeah, they're they're a little weird stuff and a little quirky and they're a little, you know what I'm saying? They're a little more spazzy and and weird. And we have to be like, hey man, why are you doing that? Calm down a little bit. Like, doing this little weird dance, a little weird jig, and we're trying to just like sit here and lie at the store. So, yeah, Yeah. we do notice that difference. And they can't just sit there and kind of zone out and be in their Uh zone without. Yeah, feeling like they have to be doing something. They're more twitchy. Yeah, for sure. What they would call ADHD and all that crap that they're trying to give you meds for. Yes. Yeah, they're a little more like that. Okay. You can tell, okay. Like, hey, man, get him a little hit or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the two-year-old, six-year-old, yeah, you catch them in the back seat. Sometimes you look back and make sure they're not asleep. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. they're expecting their own zone, quiet. looking out the window, or yeah. listening to our conversation, and yeah. Yeah, we're talking about some deep shit. And it's like, are you analyzing our conversation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, they're the ones we have He's to look right. at sometimes. Like, what do you really know, dude? You, yeah. You know yeah. They say shit to fuck you up, and you're like, whoa, are you forty? Yeah. yeah. Where, what is this? Are knowledge? you just keeping me in line or something? <laughs> yeah. You know, what are you doing? He's right. I yeah. couldn't have answered it like that because I'm the mom. Yeah. Well said, though. Yeah. So when it comes to being a doula for women and providing them the safe space, when it comes to the conversation of consuming cannabis or bringing that conversation up if they are having a really hard pregnancy, how do you approach them? And like, what's usually the response or the take from their end? Well, now that it's legal, it's much easier. Mm-hmm. I can flat out say, well, have you ever consumed cannabis? Mm-hmm. Have you considered it? And then I can spit mad facts about the benefits during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. If they really know me and they know any of my kids, then I disclose to them, I consumed cannabis mm-hmm. up until two days before to all of anybody who, anybody. Yeah. But I just ask them if they're into it, then I'll suggest things like tinctures mm-hmm. or light edibles. You know, there's lots of other ways to do it outside of smoking. Mm-hmm. You really don't try to convince a pregnant woman to smoke unless yeah. she's already a smoker. Yeah. Otherwise sure. they're looking at you like, oh, what the fuck? You know, yeah. so it's like, you know, try this tincture. This will help with this. Or there's inhalers now. There's mm-hmm. all different sorts of ways. You could even do topicals, you know, yeah. Yeah. that you can actually feel there's patches. Yeah. So I okay. encourage in all different kind of ways if it's necessary. If they already smoke, I let them know it's totally cool to smoke as much as they need to. Yeah. But um, I don't generally try to, if they're having a situation, I'll I'll do it. But it's... It's it is it's organic. It's a good uh, yeah, alternative organic. to try before you jump to... If you're having a little issue of some sort, it's a good alternative to try to jump to before you jump to vaccine. Yeah. Based off of what we've read and learned in documentaries, especially like We The People. Yeah. And stuff like that. And what I've learned about just birth in general without learning, you know, cannabis being involved. Mm-hmm. Most people being in the womb nine months. Mm-hmm. Your body is lacking, is automatically, automatically lacking three months mm-hmm. of cell salts. Yeah. Each month in the in the year provides mm-hmm. our bodies with a certain amount of cell salts. So everybody who's in the womb for only nine months is lacking three months worth of a certain amount of cell salts. Yeah. And sometimes when people are having having problems in their births or in, in pregnancies and things like that, it could be because their child or their mother or mm-hmm. their father, whatever, is lacking certain cell salts or certain minerals that the body needs. And the fact that we have an endocannabinoid system, if it's never been never been fed at all, mm-hmm. you've never ingested any kind of cannabinoids, yes, your body can still naturally produce a certain amount of cannabinoids because you have that system. Yeah. But other than that, if you never tried to feed that, you feeding that system just a little bit 
mm-hmm. will change change your whole yeah. whole body makeup and how how's reacting and how it's giving off other mm-hmm. um, fluids and things like that. Yeah. And just like if you feed it a little bit from birth mm-hmm. till you know, if you if you make it a, a norm to microdose your mm-hmm. children, it's anti cancer. Yeah, it's anti a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, there's pros and cons that can be yeah. can be talked about, but. You know, I don't press it on anybody. Yeah. Just, but if they want to know, I give it to them and I tell them, do it, girl. You want me to bring you some weenies? <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Brie, being a mother, being a father, caring for others in general, like, what does time for each of you look like? Like, how do you guys find time for yourself, you know, when you do wear many hats? Like, what is that? We make dates out of everything. Yeah. You just yeah. make it all fun. This is a date. <laughs> uh, going to the grocery store together when we only have David or whenever we have all the kids, but we make the kids push the cart and yeah. we, we walk behind them. Yeah. That's a date. Aww. Uh, I mean, not having know. an everyday type of job where we have yeah. to be separate at, at our individual offices working for this individual for company sure. for mm-hmm. this 8 yes. to 10 to 12 hours a day. And like we can make mm-hmm. our own schedule. We can call and talk to people and, yeah. and, and shoot the shit with them. I and drive. Work out where we want to be, what time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the whole cannabis industry yeah. is a lot more laid back. It's the, freedom, more, yeah. so the freedom, the time. Yeah. And people don't, you know, we're used to working certain jobs, working for certain people. For yeah, sure, yeah. To be up early and mm-hmm. be here and be a little more, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. suit and tie or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, we're used to that that flow. If, uh, when we first got started, mm-hmm. we were getting up six, seven o'clock, ready to go, and then I'm like, yeah. "Hey, man, I'm not gonna be at dispensary till ten, bro." Like, what the fuck? I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm like damn, we're dealing with fellow smokers. Hold on, we gotta yeah. slow it down, babe. Yeah. So the industry is way more laid back. Make yeah, your own I schedule. Like Sleep in a little bit, even yeah. though some people nine ten o'clock is not sleeping in. To us, like, hey, that's sleeping in, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah it's beautiful to be able to it is. pick the kids up, drop the kids off, go grocery shopping together. To yeah. move how you want to move, yeah. when Things you want to move. Most couples can't. Yeah, do yes, yeah. To get to know each other and to get to smoke I together. I agree. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? work cool. together. See get how, to see how we how react to different life situations. And, yeah. Right, yeah. because you're doing it together, you're not mm-hmm. separate for all those hours a day. Yeah, like we know each other. He knows trying to catch up with each other. So what was your day like? What did you deal with? Yeah, today? we saw. I saw how she. You yeah. spent it who together. pissed her off today? And yeah, she so yeah. pissed me off today. We That's dealt with cool. each other. You know, and yeah, you could have dealt with it a little better, babe. Yeah, you could have. You could have did that. So you. Or I'm yeah. like, get him, babe, get him, because I'm about to get an attitude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> it started during. Yeah. COVID. During COVID season, so it yeah. was perfect time yeah. for us to have all that time to spend together while uh-huh. everybody else was. It's a good transition, and yeah. for me to learn how. Everybody else was forced to do the same thing, yeah. and we were getting to learn each other, know each other better because we wanted mm-hmm. all that time together anyway. Yeah, and everybody else was forced to do it. And they're like, "God damn it, I was going to work and uh-huh. glad to be apart from your ass for ten hours, and I got right. So, yeah, yeah. I'll have to see you. Yeah, for... we had a different view about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still bartend uh, downtown. I still bartend at the Civic Center. Okay, I'm cool. a manager there now. Actually. Yes, I. Oh, so. Uh, I leave at the PMs uh, a few weeks a month, maybe ten shifts, ten to okay. seventeen shifts a month. I leave and I'm gone for a, a maximum of four hours, unless it's a Saturday and I do okay. two shifts. You yeah, know, okay. but otherwise, we're together. Our yeah. kids see us together. We wake up together. We hang out together. Yeah, um, and we like each other. Yeah, it's so, cool that your kids get to grow up around that and see like mom is. and dad. It's, it's like special. very. It's. Yeah, and it just to see your parents like bond and connect like that in a different way. Have you a don't, good relationship. Yeah, you, you know? don't realize it as a kid, mm-hmm. but when you get older and like it's time for them to love yeah. and like grow relationships with their significant others, 
they get they have such a model example of like love we, in their home. Man, we we do we get along all the time, but like don't. Of like, course, every we're Alyssa, normal. Of course, I'm the crazy one though. Well, that doesn't surprise me, Brie. I, I love yeah. you, but that doesn't surprise me one bit. Yes. <laughs> I mean, don't get it wrong. He has the same amount of crazy, but his right. his is locked up so nice and neat. Yes, and mine's like creeping out the side of the box. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to make it not noticeable. Right. I'm like, yeah. put, a, put a jacket on, crazy. Yeah. Uh, An accessory for that guy. Right, what right. Doing? Yeah. Bust yeah. out every now and I'm like, hey, what is she doing? I get her back in there. Yeah, and he it's did your job. He's just zip her back up. He's yeah. so nice about it, too. I'm always sitting there going, damn, I can't even get more crazy because you're so nice about I it. I know. I, yeah. That's how you know I'm it's okay. some good yes. shit. Yes. You yes. Know? Yeah. So with all of that being said, what's a stigma surrounding cannabis that you guys would like to see changed? Man, that we're potheads, that we can't set an appointment and be on time, that we don't hold down a regular job, that our kids are tardy to school, that we, you know, don't have <laughs> ding, a clean ding, home. Ding, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, people I think know. my house is going to look like an ashtray and smell like a fucking, I right. don't know, but they come in and they're like, oh. Your house well, is actually is, really nice. This is nice. You're like, like yeah, yeah I smoked that blunt Why I cleaned the whole house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was my And they feel like your house probably looks like a trap house. You got pounds everywhere. Yeah. Like, no. You know, people laying around there smoking and video girls in the corner like, no. Video girls. <laughs> I mean, people think that they're gonna get a music video. Yeah. They, they come uh-huh. in like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, even family members. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's probably like, especially family members. Like we've been bumping all day. Right. Like, <laughs> that's how like, they kind of set it up. That's all how we do is smoke, yeah. man. That's how yeah. media is kind of no. set it up. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, like, oh, true. you guys do this, or you know about that, or you know that I don't have no sense. Yeah, you know, or that we can't mm-hmm. be trusted all the way. Like, no, yeah. bro. Yeah. I just smoked a little weed. Kind of busted out and went back public and. All anybody had ever seen before then was people getting in trouble for it in public mm-hmm. and then seeing it on TV. And with, yeah. you know, all the goofy shit they show on movies and TV how shows right. and shit like mm-hmm. that and how to make you feel and how yeah. Oh, yeah, they go off for that and it's like, yeah. oh man. For the commercial with <laughs> yeah. the skillet with the egg and the girl yeah. sounds horrible. Like oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that was commercial. Crazy. Or the one where the guy runs over the girl in the in the yes. drive-thru yes. on the little pink bike. First of all, where is her mom? Because who's riding her bike? <laughs> I know. In front of a drive-thru. Second yeah. of all, I've sat at many a stop signs. Yes. Being high, okay. Yeah, There's no way I'm time. accelerating quickly no. when I'm high. I'm just Especially horrible when I just got yeah. food in my lap. Yeah. I know, right? It doesn't make being, any sense. Being high yeah. kind of helps you notice how many uh, people there are out there doing more high shit and yeah. are sober. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you're doing more high shit than I am. You, I'm the one over here high. What you doing dropping your chains and shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you were looking at me about 10 minutes ago because I smelled like weed. But and now I'm looking at you. You're doing weed. Yeah. activity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I can just hold myself better than you. Exactly. Right. Like, what's yeah. up? You ain't, you ain't even high. Uh-huh. Come on now. Because I got an excuse if I trip over my motherfucking yeah. Right. <laughs> I better have one. <laughs> well, guys, I think this wraps up today's episode. You guys were such a delight yeah. to have on. Thank you so much. Thanks for Thanks taking for time out of your birthday, your yes, mornings yes, yes. to be here with yeah. us. Share your journey with just everything. This was a beautiful yeah, conversation. Yes, I absorbed so much from both of you. So thank hey. you for taking time to pour into us yes. and to anyone who was listening. Um, and thank you to everyone who chose to hit that play button on today's episode. We appreciate you greatly. Be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, Sam, stay medicated. Hey.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.